Oh yeah, it's Full House Leftist. Here with the Full House team. Oh yeah. Uh, thanks for listening in. I'm Alex Patek. Hello, you're tuning in for a smooth hour of talk and debate and rigorous academia. I'm here with my co-host as always, Anders Lee. Anders Lee here. I'm and Ragameta. And Ragameta's here. We sound like we're on Sirius XM. What's I going speak on? I for you now. <laughs> okay. uh, we're also joined by two very special guests, uh, great comedians in the scene. We got Sam Ruddy and Kenise Mobley. Hi. Hi. What up, gals? Uh, you two were both in the Bridgetown Comedy Festival last year? Yeah. yeah correct. Uh, how was that? It was very fun. It was, I, it was great. It was I did a lot year. of dancing. Did you yeah. see the bridge? Yeah, I walked over it. I was like, that's nice. That's Ooh. cool. That's mostly what I wanted oh, to know. Oh, yeah, I walked over the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> you got to walk over the you bridge. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> I hear Portland has great donuts. Was that the case? There was a lot of donuts. I can't look at another goddamn donut. <laughs> I'm still, I'm so sick of them, like, still. And it was months ago. Voodoo yeah. donuts, Yeah, right? there were boxes yeah. of them everywhere. Oh, yeah, it comes with, like, uh, Captain Crunch on them, which I think is excessive. It's I'm not so into it. much. Yeah. Texture-wise, I don't think that's a great combination. No, not at no. all. I like dough donuts, although I also like Krispy Kreme donuts. I just love donuts. Nice. Dono- I love donuts. Dough donuts, I feel like you're eating a cake. Yeah, here point, you, you know. are. You're lying to yourself if you think you're not eating cake, eating a donut. So <laughs> but it's like not a great cake. Yeah. Like It's kind of like a dry, crumbly cake. Yeah, yeah. I like how you bite in and it feels like it's like an air mattress and there's like a lot of, it's like thick, you know? It's <laughs> you're like eating a crusty air mattress. <laughs> and it's a festival, so they're sitting out for a long time. Yeah. And you're like dehydrated from drinking. Uh, it's not a good. Uh, Some yeah, people hydrate appropriately. Donuts. What? Uh, no, no one does. <laughs> I was fucked dad. up the whole weekend, and <laughs> all I ate was donuts. <laughs> Instead of water, they make you take the donut on stage. Walk over the bridge, dehydrated. You just have a donut on the stool, and when you get like a really big laugh, you go over and take a bite of it. <laughs> a lot of shows for cops. Like, I'm dying. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as you may have guessed by this point in the podcast, we are a political talk show, <laughs> and uh, we want to hear from our guests. So you guys, we know from uh, comedy and all the fat fucking paychecks we get and seeing each other at the bank, uh, but uh, do you... Uh, can you talk a little bit about any history you have with political engagement? Have you done any canvassing? Have you ever uh, kicked over a sign for somebody? Mm-hmm. I've done that. Uh, when I was 15, I kicked over the Republican senator's sign, and then it turned out it was my friend's dad's. <laughs> uh-huh. Even better. Yeah. Way better. <laughs> I found out years later, and I was like, oh, scandal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have. Yeah, I, I made calls for Obama in 2012. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, but that's, it was great. I got, um, I just, my girlfriend and I went down to like their, their center in Syracuse and we just made calls all day for him and Joe Biden. And, uh, you know, it was fun enough. Most people were pretty nice. And even if they weren't voting for him, they were just like, uh, never call here again or I'll kill you. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. We got some of those. Did, uh, Joe Biden ever do any prank calls? No, not to my knowledge. Not, not while you were there. No, it was a it was a very small center. Um, there was a cardboard cutout that I briefly thought may have been him. Uh, <laughs> I was mistaken. It was as shiny as him. I didn't. I didn't have my glasses on. <laughs> uh, 
This cardboard cutout is stiff and lecherous. Canise, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got any? Uh, we won't hold it against you. Uh, I mean, I was like in the Young Democrats in high school, and yeah. then what was like doing those? We made T-shirts and talked about how Bush was the worst. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, hell yeah. that was it. <laughs> yeah, in in like 2005, it was Youth Against War and Racism, and one day a couple of us dressed up in like Guantanamo uniforms and they just like stood in. I didn't do it, but like I helped organize it. Which organized means like wow. let's do it in the cafeteria, and then that was it. The foot soldiers will do the <laughs> dirty work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm already brown. Yeah. I don't know if that was a Minnesota thing or not, but actually I remember there's a Guantanamo? girl. <laughs> 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 they relocated Minnesota, Guantanamo, Minnesota. Uh, uh, there Rock was. Uh, actually went to school with Banksy. Fun <laughs> fact. <laughs> but there was this girl I went to high school with who was a conservative who, for youth against war and racism, she was like, "Well, I support the war, but I'm against racism, so I'm gonna go out." <laughs> yeah. Yower. It's not about that for me. It's the blood. What does she do now? Do you <laughs> know? <the> blood. <laughs> She <laughs> Sorry, forget about this. She's in Minnesota. I don't know what she's doing. She finds weapons of mass yeah. destruction. <laughs> <laughs> she's like an extra legal uh, SEAL Team 6 type figure. She, she works at Guantanamo <laughs> in Minnesota. <laughs> Guantana, don't you know? <laughs> I feel like this week has kind of been upsetting. There were a few fun things that happened. Mostly really upsetting stuff. Uh I wanted to talk about, you know, we have great women guests on the podcast. The big thing this week. No. Bernie, <laughs> Bernie Sanders at the women's convention. Oh, thank God. Yeah. What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to talk about Harvey Weinstein, and I was like, I can't fucking talk about uh, it anymore. Hell no. We did that last week with Natalie Shore. Oh, thank God. If you could read your hashtag Me Too post for uh, us right yeah, now, that would be great. Yeah, we don't have to do that. Make <laughs> sure you expose necessary. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like being vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be very flippant the entire time you're doing it. Just keep that in mind. Uh. Anyway, uh, that wasn't what we were talking about, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry that I just screamed no. <laughs> Appropriate. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I request guests to scream no. Uh, I think it's better radio. Um, my first reaction to hearing this news is that there is a woman's convention. I you have were been, surprised. I did not know about that. I've been to the Alex's convention. <laughs> I've been to the uh, skeleton motherfuckers convention. I've been to the... What's, what's that like? Uh, pretty thin. Not a lot of food. <laughs> uh, pretty spooky at times. Uh, Jack White was there. So I got to meet Jack White. And uh, he signed my bone. Uh, but I did not know there was a women's convention, and it's because it's a new thing, and it's organized by the people who did Women's March. And I don't really know what they're doing over there. Everybody read this? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I, I mean, imagine it's just, it's like 50 speakers and advocating for women's rights. And one what for they each state. Yeah, one for each state. I don't think so. I don't think it's uh, it's like over 50 speakers. Um, but uh, yeah, advocating for issues. I don't know. Do you guys know anything about it? I, I really don't know much about it other than I have seen that uh, Senator Sanders is going to be speaking at yeah, it. Yeah, that's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, he's I've, doing the I wish that remarks. wasn't the only thing I'd heard yeah, about. Yeah, that's all I know yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, it's just such an institution in all of our lives that for him <laughs> to be there is a real upset for us. Um, you know, as a, as, a, uh, as a thrill seeker, <laughs> I thrive on conflict. And so seeing this uh, this hot... Uh, news clipping come out. Bernie Sanders speaking at the women's 
convention. Other women outraged. Other women okay with it. Uh, Bernie Sanders' wife, she's fine. Uh, you know, my eyes really gravitated towards that. Uh, he's just one of the speakers of the 50-something speakers, so I'm not personally upset. He's opening the ceremony, though. It's not just like he's one of the 50. It's like, who do we get to, like, kick things off yeah, for yeah. women? Yeah. Let's get a man. And on paper, yeah, I can be like, that's upsetting, but if he's going to say something that will actually be relevant to the crowd and talk about things that will help women, then I'm not... That's oh how boy. I feel Mad about it. If he that's does not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, He's that's like I have like very mixed feelings towards uh, Bernie Sanders. I think a lot of his policies are great. And I think that he is like doing an amazing job with like bringing working class issues to the mainstream. But like, I think it all depends on what he says. Like the entire like me being for or against, like I can't even say until he speaks. It's like his review of what happened. <laughs> Here's what I think. I read the first 10 pages and not for me. <laughs> they were very unfair to me in many of these chapters. Have fun, you broads. <laughs> well, I think the kind of the heart of the controversy was it was reported that he was the headliner or something, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they did not report that there was actu that actually Maxine They got Anthony Waters. Jeselnik. <laughs> they wanted to, but he, he was he's at the improv that week. Yeah. <laughs> they could only get dice. Uh, but he, no, that, that uh, there was a perception that he was like the only one speaking or something like that, and a lot of people seized on that. That would be bad. On Twitter, yeah. yeah. That's um, kind of what Twitter's for, though. Right. I mean, why are you upset with Twitter for doing what Twitter does? <laughs> <laughs> well, but there are people like, you know, Neera Tandon and other people with some influence who were... Right, I have a note here. Yeah. Um, before they got to Bernie Sanders, the opening speech was turned down by uh, Hillary Clinton, Kristen Gillibrand, Elizabeth Warren, and Kamala Harris. Um, and then they were like, who's another great lady? <laughs> 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 you know, I trust he's going to come through on this, especially just because it is such a hot topic. Well, he's got to. He's better by now. If he makes it all about... Uh, <laughs> if, he, if he brings up the 1%, I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk train infrastructure. <laughs> they couldn't get Jeremy Corbyn to open the show. Yeah, so I want to go to the women's convention. I think it sounds fun. Does anybody know where it is? Is it invite only? How do you get in? Were you guys invited? I think they're just streaming mm. it on Periscope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I was in a show in a comic book store like that once. Oh, I've done that show. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> there's like three people, but there's like a hundred people watching. So you're like, oh, oh it's still a women's <laughs> convention. <laughs> I'm mixing metaphors here. You understand. Oh, we get it. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> it's in Detroit, by the way. Ah. The, you know, yeah. epicenter of feminism. Rock Detroit. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you're around Detroit. I mean, there. is any... I mean, maybe Portland. I'm trying to think if there's any U.S. Oh, city. No, I'd be no, like, not feminism. at all. <laughs> I mean, there are some that are less so than others. Yes. But yeah, you would never yes. be like New York City feminism. That would be crazy, right? But you would pick that over would like. That's you would what like, people in the South think. They're like, you go there and <laughs> yeah. you shave your head. You let them vote. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fry anything because of fucking de Blasio. <laughs> <laughs> That's a southern guy who's, like, really in on local politics. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mad abstractly and specifically. My grandma tries to talk to me about de Blasio all the time, and she's like, he's killing the city. And I'm like, you live in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's so fucking funny to me. She always does. <laughs> Has she done this for every mayoral thing, or is she, it just like she watches Fox News? Any like, Democrat, yeah, she's Fox News. Yeah, she yeah. gets triggered real easy. Uh, w- were you kind? Of, so did, was with your being brought up in Pennsylvania? Did that kind of um, inform your? politics and like how has it kind of changed over the years um i mean pennsylvania is interesting because i grew up knowing a lot of blue dog democrats Mm. um i that's who i grew up knowing um pennsylvania is a very interesting state because it's almost statist in that it is fiscally very liberal and socially very conservative Mm. and it's it's very weird it's like yeah. not a lot of places are like that. Yeah. Like the opposite of it, Massachusetts. It's, it's No, it's like the opposite of like Colorado and California, like these libertarian left states. Mm-hmm. Like it's the opposite of that. It's like it's like for some reason they are very liberal when it comes to unions and things like that, although less so over the past few decades. Um, but like when it comes to social issues, like we were one of the last states to have a Democratic senator who was pro-life. Right. Casey. Casey, right. yeah. Uh, um, who love everyone loves him oh my god i grew <laughs> up in especially because i grew up catholic in like a very conservative environment but there was a lot of democrat catholics but they were pro-life for the most part did you go to catholic school i did i all of the people at my catholic school were pretty republican even in the bush years in massachusetts but i think a lot of that is because if they sent you to the catholic school it's because like we can't let them go to the gay manufacturing centers over there (laughs) yeah there's for sure like in my area like i would say a lot of the kids that i went to school with grew up to be conservative or were conservative right yeah and is that combination which seems really uncommon but i think is more prevalent than people think of like social conservatism and sort of um economic populism whatever was that something you feel like trump was able to seize on in a way that people were not anticipating oh 100 percent yeah I have cousins um, and people that I know who were for Sanders and then Trump. Mm. I know that people talk about them like they're unicorns, but they're not. They're from Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy like that from Maine. Yeah. So they're out there. They just have to be around the woods. Northeast. It just, yeah, it's Keep wild. Them. Like, you know, you'll see people like with all these posts of like the little guy and stuff. And they're like, and that's why I'm voting for Trump. And yeah. it's like, what? <laughs> Get on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kenise, where where's where did you grow up? Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, do you feel like that influenced your political background at all? Uh, certainly. It was a situation where I was like, I hate all of your opinions. I was kind of like my a, opinions, not your opinions. <laughs> <Okay>. like, <laughs> like specifically, <laughs> Alex. Specific, yeah, I didn't know you, but like I figured it out, and I was like, I find his political opinions suck. <laughs> and it was so crazy when we met. I didn't mention it, but I've been following you your whole life. <laughs> I have some bones to pick. Um, no, like oh, I was in debate. The skeleton convention. Yes. <laughs> The Skeleton Convention. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> One more I'll time for the viewers <laughs> in the back. I <laughs> uh, need to get the ASMR on this. Clink, clink. <laughs> it's is two bones hitting together. Anyway, uh, keep Is talking. Bernie speaking at that Skeleton huh? Convention? Hmm? Bernie speaking with that one? More Bernie appropriate than the women's convention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about to say. Bernie has been barred from the skeletons convention, but he is being at the Scarecrows convention. Uh. And there is a lot of contention in that convention. <laughs> <laughs> that got me, and I'm mad about it. <laughs> oh, scarecrow bros, those are the worst guys. Yeah. Um, I know a few people from North Carolina, but they've all been pretty conservative for yeah, the most part. Yeah, most of them are very conservative. Uh, I went to high school. I think I'm older than a bunch of you guys. Uh, I went to high school 
during the Bush years, and it was very much so like, I don't see why we just don't turn Iraq into a parking lot. Like, why are we even having this conversation? <laughs> yeah. I knew a dude like that, and yeah. now he is a high-wired uh, policeman. He is uh, very high-powered, and he went to a school, so he has a high-up position. Jeez. I remember him explaining to me that we could eliminate terrorism if you bombed the Hodge. Uh, with a very specific bomb that wouldn't leave a crater so no one would know who did it. <laughs> what? <laughs> when we were around 13 going to McDonald's, and I was like, I feel like this has a lot of holes in it, but I don't know exactly where. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I think people would know exactly what happened if that yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be like, oh, weird strike from God here. George Bush <laughs> just like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I was like, I was in high school during the Bush years too, graduated in 06. Uh, yeah, represent, class of 06. I guess I was too, technically. No, I think yeah. for the most yeah, part. I don't think we're, as, yeah. are any of us that young? Like, I, was, I don't know. No, you have a very youthful face. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm chubby. I was uh, uh, George H. W. Bush years personally. Yeah, eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are like the world's youngest eighty year old. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it was weird because uh, before that, I lived like in Atlanta growing up as a child. So weird. It was very weird, and it sucked. And even then, I was like, man, people do not like minorities here, even yeah. as like a third grader, because like my teachers would just say weird shit and stuff. Yeah. And uh, like my like for my entire third grade year, my teacher never called me by my real name. She called me Ragu every day. <laughs> What? Not even fucking kidding you. Because that's your Italian heritage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I, I made the sauce. Yeah. But uh, I was the original Racine. But uh, no, uh, no, because uh, that's what all the kids called me. Because, uh, you know, rog of spaghetti sauce, whatever. But um, yeah, so uh, she would call me that. I'm like, maybe she doesn't know how to say my name. And then I had a parent-teacher conference, and she said my name perfectly, and I was infuriated. <laughs> but, uh, That's so much worse. Yeah, it was terrible. But then I then I moved to Minnesota, and I thought, like, everyone's very nice. And then the Bush years happened. I'm like, oh, no, these people are just racist in a different way. Yeah. This is very quiet about it. This is a hellish cold wasteland. <laughs> I remember I, like... I, I mean, I was very unaware of racism as a kid just because I grew up in a very white area, and, like, I just didn't... I couldn't see racism because I didn't know anybody who wasn't white. Sure. And, mm. like, but there was one kid in my class who was brown, and I remember in, like, like middle school, he got suspended for something that I was like, what? Mm. And that was, like, my first experience with seeing, like, adults and authority figures, like, be shitty to, like... A kid like because of their color do you know what he's suspended for oh it was um he threw a snowball playfully like at a teacher but oh, like yeah. which i like i i just know that if one of us had done it we wouldn't have gotten suspended it's hooliganism yeah. Yeah. i i know i know that like if i had done that or like if one of my white friends had done that we would have gotten detention yeah. like i it was just one of those things where like we had done worse things and like talk about that <laughs> <laughs> we were horrible kids uh we were horrific kids we used to figure out how to get up onto the roof for the school and like uh i went to a catholic school and there's not really a lot of regulation going on uh oh. as far as i knew jesus was against regulation <laughs> <laughs> That's you know all it's all know that about fucking jesus. red tape <laughs> red no red tape pro gun no jesus. bureaucratic <laughs> <laughs> no we were kind of just like it was sort of a free-for-all in a lot of ways um similar to north carolina at least uh, with the guns no regulation on that. yeah i mean n none like yeah. we, they were in the walmart my family everyone owns guns um 
Like I knew where the shotgun was. It's just like a thing that was around all the time. Mm-hmm. But like on the racism tip, uh, yeah, I, I learned about it real, real early. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. I was like, we had like an encyclopedia of like all the terrible things that had been done to black people. And like I had to read that as soon as I could read. So it was oh. just like, yeah. <laughs> Any encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah, you're just against encyclopedias. <laughs> There's no nice. through line, really, <laughs> except uh, depression. Yeah. <laughs> the big scandal at my school was they had this game the eighth graders played where uh, you got points for the kids touching each other's butts. What? And uh, this was an epidemic in the school. All eighth graders sexually assault. That yeah. is just a, that is yeah. something that I have just come to know. They're like, all little movie producers. Every last one of them. They're horrible. Well, like man. pantsing is pantsing. technically Yes, assault. that's yeah, exactly yeah. what I was thinking about. We had to have a huge. I remember, like in my school, like we had to have a huge seminar on why you shouldn't pants. Like they were so mad about it. And I know my friend had um. They had a thing where they would tweak each other's nipples, mm. and they had to have yeah. a, They had to have an assembly. This that is really very hurts. foreign to me. I'm like, <laughs> what are you people talking? About? Oh, do you guys not do that in the south? Uh, maybe I, I was not Noah. aware of some nipple twisting, ass Purple grabbing nipples. middle schoolers. Well, all the kids have guns. You can't yeah. assault each other. Yeah, <laughs> <Guns>. <laughs> you can't do that. Someone's gonna shoot up the school. Yeah, you can't give a titty twister to a kid who's got like a pistol. It'll be your last. <laughs> anyway, the big scandal was uh, my friend's brother. Put all the points for that online in a scoreboard, and that's oh. when the police got involved. Wow! And he had to switch schools. So that's a cool story. I'm sure they're glad I'm sharing on the radio. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, at the time I was just like, "What sexy kids?" You know, I was younger than them. Yeah, not now. Although no, no, not now. So did you move straight from North Carolina to Massachusetts, or? Uh, yeah. So it was. I'm trying to think. Path Charlotte to Durham to Boston, to L.A., to Boston, to New York. And do you find people are uh, less racist up here or more concealed about their prejudice? It's just like carry. a different yeah. thing. Yes, it's, <laughs> they, they conceal the racism that they carry deep within them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different because, like, in North Carolina, everyone's been around black people. Their opinions are like, not only do I dislike black people, but this person, this person, this person, this person. Whereas in Massachusetts, it would be like, Hi, I've never met a black person. Here's a list of questions I've always wanted to know. (laughs) And you're like, why would... Okay, let's do this. I have to consult the convention. Yeah. (laughs) Which do you prefer? (laughs) The person who outwardly hates you or the person who forces you to educate them? Uh, I prefer the educate because then they're like, oh, I just didn't know versus uh, regardless of what you tell me, you are still... uh, subhuman person and i'm gonna treat you like a subhuman person that does seem like a hard stance for kids to take <laughs> yeah that probably wasn't a great question <laughs> what is the wildest thing you'd have to weigh in on that they asked you about or you didn't have to weigh in on it but they asked you to it's just literally what is the black opinion on anything <laughs> or like figure skating. what do your genitals look like are they different than mine? what <laughs> like that's gotta be so exhausting <laughs> to be like the voice <laughs> yeah or I love it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love representing all brown people. You are not the best representative. Oh, no, I'm great at it. it everyone loves it. Yeah. Very indicative. You know, India is a vast and expansive culture <laughs> that Raga has tapped into. Yeah, you're only saying that because I told you that. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
listening. It's what we do on this podcast. <laughs> If anyone has any questions about being a ginger, just DM me. Okay. I don't want <laughs> to them get to like. Are you? You are a ginger. Well, it's. Uh, Does it's your uh, soul look different? <laughs> <laughs> now, Good do all it. gingers have an hourglass figure, <laughs> as you revealed on stage at our show, or is that just you? Uh, I think it's more common. Yeah, we c- there's fewer and fewer of us, so it would make sense that you know we're getting less and less time. Uh, for what? the li- for the In listener, your waist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the listener, last uh, Friday at our show, Andrews was hosting, and uh, uh, towards the end, we were going out, and I brought him up because I just did a set, and we had a back and forth where he talked about his hourglass figure and how that was the reason why his fly was unzipped. People, audience members were concerned texting me about my fly being unzipped, but it can't ever fully be zipped because you have my... to address these things yeah. directly. You know, bandages. <laughs> This is a discourse we're lacking, I think, in the public. You know, we need to. We should do an episode just about this. Have uh, you considered <laughs> safety pins? I tried, but I, I, yeah, my pants. Full disclosure, my pants popped the next day, have and I couldn't pants? find a. Yeah. I, I have, and they are generally better. What about those like button pants? The inside of the zipper, they're like buttons. Would that help at all? A button fly? Yeah. Button oh, fly. I know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still gets. It still gets too narrow at the top. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but for those of you who are listening, which is anyone listening, uh, <laughs> Andrews and Raga are sharing a mic, and they keep forgetting to give it to each other, and he just shoved it in his face so hard. <laughs> and we're swapping pants now. Um, Seems fair. <laughs> no, the zipper, the button fly is the same problem. The top one doesn't fully. It just gets too tight. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. This is getting too political for me. Let's yeah. dial it down. Donald Trump, how do you <laughs> feel about the guy? Speaking of pants, not because that guy wears them way too big. Yeah, and, and they're on fire all yeah. the time. <laughs> Has anyone seen this guy? <laughs> <laughs> President pants on fire. Uh, his big snafu this week. Yo, we need to start a segment just called Snafu of the Week. And I'll make a jingle, and we're going to seem nice. very professional. Uh, his big snafu this week was he apparently told the wife of a dead soldier uh, he knew what he Jesus signed up for, but I guess it still hurts. Uh, so <laughs> That's that like what you tell somebody who's like a vegetarian and goes to a place that only serves meat. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what you signed up for. You knew what you for. signed up for. It's barbecue. I just love how it's always the worst thing imaginable. <laughs> <It's> so awful. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah. oh, what did he do this week? Uh, he uh, joked about killing gay people. He <laughs> also did that this week. Yeah. And I'm a little offended that that's his big snafu. <laughs> like, do we have nothing? Like, can you have waited till next week to be shitty to a fallen soldier's widow? Like, yeah. at least let us have the hanging yeah, comments. You got like a two day window on that. I know. Yeah. It's like we don't even have time to be sufficiently outraged. It's not fair. I thought that was Pence who said that about the gay people. Well, Trump said, uh, like, very funny, like, and uh, this guy, <laughs> he he he'll, he'd hang, hang them all. The gay people. Yeah. Yeah. That's almost like a Bushism. If not, no, it's not even like a Bushism. It's like, it's a Trumpism. <laughs> right, that right, is right. a Trump as it fucking gets. It's he was like, I remember I was reading the conversation that they were having and apparently he was mocking Pence, which is like a total Trump move. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Bush wasn't as much of a bully to like mm-hmm. people in his inner circle, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like Trump was like talking about Pence, like just ribbing him, like, just like, oh, do you make you pray? Like, 
this gay idiot make you pray? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. and then like he said yeah. something about gay people, and then he was like, "Oh, don't ask him about it. He'd have them all hanged." Like, it was just wild. So quick on his feet. So, so <laughs> yeah, Bush had like an apathy about him, where if like someone was being homophobic around him, he just wouldn't say anything about sure. it. Where like Trump will be like. Yeah, hell yeah, man! It, like <laughs> it reminded me of that. Like, like we've all seen Borat, probably. Uh, you know, no, no one. No, I've yeah, seen it. When New he York goes, City comedian Borat. <laughs> <laughs> you know when he goes to the rodeo and he's talking to the like uh, the wrangler afterward, and he's like, "Yeah, shave your mustache, so you seem like more of an Italian. Uh, you don't seem like a queer." He's like, uh, "Oh, in that in my country, what, we hang those people." He's like, "Yeah, that's what we're trying to do here." Like, President Pence is Borat. literally that guy. <laughs> well, we were talking about the bushies earlier. I like. Because we and we mentioned before the show the the that one comment McCain made in the presidential debate, and I was thinking the other day about like everybody freaked out when uh, B- Obama said lipstick on a pig, and people thought it was referring to Sarah Palin, and like just every these like minute comments that the media would just obsess over, like how much Obama was drinking of his beer and, and like all that stuff, and it feels like Trump is just like gone to the point where it's like if we're gonna be talk about this ridiculous petty shit let's just up the ante a thousand percent yeah it feels like a monkey paw situation where the media was like we want to make big deals out of every little comment Uh and so he's so good at deals fate (laughs) fate was like oh how about this guy who uh everything he says is a gaffe (laughs) there's no subtlety at all anymore now none of you can enjoy how much beer the president is drinking (laughs) Did anyone else remember the McCain well, back in 2015 where he said he's not a war hero? Like, did anyone else like see that and think like this is it? This I, is the end. I everything he's done, I have thought this is it. I have thought this is it so many times. I mean, my dad's a neocon, and like, I just like he didn't vote for him, and I was like so hopeful. That because my dad, who has a sticker on our fridge that says silly liberals, paychecks are for workers, uh-huh. because mm-hmm. he didn't vote for this guy, I was like, I think we're good. Like, I think we're good. Yeah. And like, it just was, it just, it's every, every like fuck up that he has hits somebody hard individually, but I feel like never enough people at the same time on the right for them to like finally rise up against him. It's pretty cool. Your dad has a commie magnet. Oh yeah, my yeah, dad is. Solid. <laughs> my, well, my dad hates Trump for personal reasons. Wait, 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 wait. That is not the question. What wait, has Trump like what? done with your dad? <laughs> or like hates your his dad? hair? Or <laughs> what deals have they engaged in? Uh, I don't know if I can talk about it much, but he <laughs> he sued my dad. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> um, it's kind of it's pretty funny actually. Uh. Yeah, but my dad was like, my dad was like, I can't vote for him, and I was like, well, because of his views on women or brown people <laughs> or 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 the homophobia, and you have a gay child. He's like, no, he sued me in the nineties. What? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but also, was, that sucks. So many questions. Um, oh man, one time when my sister moved to New York like eight years ago, uh, th- this is not on the same level, but they were on a golf course together. And she was, we were with a bunch of her finance bro friends, and Trump was golfing. 
and doing a really bad job and One of the start, best. and then tried to come over and teach my sister how to golf and she's like did what he the did he like get up behind her and oh. stuff like um, sh- no i don't think so she didn't say he was like overtly creepy it was just like what the fuck are you doing dude he, he's <laughs> like long he, distance patriarchy her <laughs> <laughs> yeah g- he the gives one woman here he I'm gives his misogyny to room to breathe yeah <laughs> I have a friend actually who's been on the podcast, Sid, who is like a, basically a Maoist, uh, is a cook, and he um, was he got hired to cook for the Trump family, and Donald came in and just like inspected him and like didn't say a word, but Woo! just like like stared at him really closely yeah. and like poked him. Yeah, that way you could tell if he's uh, full of lies. <laughs> <laughs> I he's I he's. I really wish he wasn't the president. I know that 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 is a controversial statement, but I really do. I wish he wasn't the president because sometimes he is so funny and they feel so guilty for laughing at anything he does now, even if it's objectively hilarious. Oh yeah, like uh, two years ago when people were going through old tweets, they they were hilarious. Like there's like there's one from like 2012 that's like I never fall for scams. I'm the only one. Who walked out of my uh, God? What was that thing? Sa- show Sasha Ollie G interview. Yeah, that was like yeah. that was his big like evidence. I'm like, I'm not a sucker. I didn't fall for this reality <laughs> show. But um, yeah, that's crazy. Was what? What did he have to cook for him? Was it just like packets of gushers he had to buy? <laughs> it's steaks, dude. He has steaks and he has them well done. And he has them with ketchup, and it's actually the only manly way to eat food. Yeah, yeah. like Haven't the you mo- seen Breitbart or any of that? Well, I'm wondering what I'm wondering Anders's uh, friend had to cook specifically. Oh yeah. Probably like a really expensive version of McDonald's. Is <laughs> what I would imagine. But this does play into dangerous jokes. When is it okay to laugh at your terrible president? <laughs> uh, who else should be held accountable for their dangerous jokes? Uh, and this is a thing that like I feel like half of comedy podcasts are about where you just sit down with uh not Neil Patrick Harris. Who's the fucking dude? Who's the fucking uh, what dude? Uh, barking? The he does the show. It was just on HBO. <laughs> Who oh, crashing Pete Holmes. You sit down with Pete Holmes. Barking. Like, well, not too far. <laughs> yeah. Barking <laughs> the show. Bringer <laughs> with Pete Holmes. Well, the reason I say that is because every time I've been barking the last year, someone will come up to me and be like, "Is this crashing?" <laughs> Are you crashing right now? Oh, man. I'm so glad I don't bark anymore. I barked pre-crashing, so it was usually just like, hey, fuck off. A, <laughs> a fine era for barking. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you got him mixed up with Neil Doogie Howser. Neil yeah. Patrick Harris. <laughs> Pete Holmes. Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris. It's the P sound. <laughs> it's all getting edited out, people. <laughs> I don't want to dwell on it. <laughs> this entire podcast is just going to be me saying, I don't think he should be president. <laughs> <laughs> This is my podcast, On Point Alex, where he gets names right the first time. Uh, no, the saddest part of the crashing situation is I always have to be like, yeah, it is like crashing. <laughs> yeah, this is my life. <laughs> I love that. Do you want to come in? No. <laughs> I'm going you, to the comedy cell. Do you want to help me in any way? No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is hard for you. <laughs> and it is. Um, Authentic. But yeah, I think this is a topic worth revisiting right now. Um, because it does seem, uh, I mean, not directly related to the wine scene stuff, but it seems like, uh, in the last week has been a big week for people calling each other out for, um, you know, calling in, 
and calling in uh, sexual misconduct, but also just like jokes that have gone too far and positions that are out of line with where uh, people want to go. Can anybody think of like a joke that was too extreme for your taste or that made everyone mad in a way you wouldn't have guessed? Um, I mean, the Josh Androsky thing that just happened was like, I I love Josh Mm -hmm. um, and I respect him a lot. And I'm someone who is... um, somewhere between liberal and leftist in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Like I like a lot of the ideas, but like I definitely have my um, reservations. reservations. Yeah. Uh, thank that you. That was fun for... to say at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? So to, what is to this? fill people in, uh, oh, in, the, yeah. in the midst of the, the Weinstein uh, outing, I guess, uh, Josh Androsky, who is a member of the steering committee in the LADSA, also a very funny comedian. Well, he was. Uh, yeah, he was. He recently had to resign over a joke he posted uh, with two of the Chapel Trap House guys where they were standing next to the Cosby Hollywood star with, like, an ironic thumbs up and, like, hey, libs, take this statue down. And a lot of DSA people, understandably so, got very upset over it. I, I um, didn't think it was um, great. I was upset. But I also, like, thought he apologized, and he does a lot of good work, and I know him to be a good guy, so, like, I didn't think he should have resigned. But also... You know, I know him personally. A lot of people do not know him personally. They don't know what he's like, and they don't know the good work he does. So I understand the calls for him to resign. Um, But I wish that it had gone down differently. Like, I wish that his apology had been enough. It is always very different knowing the person. Because when there's a mob coming for someone you don't know them, you're just like, burn their house! (laughs) (laughs) All I know is the bad thing! (laughs) Um, But that's why I specifically wanted to talk about it, because that came up, and I'm just like... Uh, extremely privileged white person from Massachusetts and am the last person to know when the joke is too offensive. And so, like, that one specifically wouldn't have even registered with me. I would have just kept scrolling. Um, And it's important to know, like, where the line is and how we're going to deal with it. Yeah, there's a reason we didn't have a visceral reaction to the joke. Right. right? Like, and that makes sense and because just because we didn't doesn't mean it was okay well the the one thing about the Androsky fallout was and as you said like i also hope the apology was not but a, a more broader trend uh in i guess what you want to call call out culture which i don't really like that term it's just like people h- holding each other accountable like uh but uh it's just there's no there's never room for like reconciliation like even when anyone apologizes there's like 30 people on Twitter or wherever that's like, this This is an apology. Even if it is very sincere, yeah. um, who will I, not accept it. I, I think the term call-out culture is appropriate because I think it can be more about calling out than actual substance in a lot of ways sometimes. And it makes um, you think of the Old West. <laughs> a little I'm bit. calling you out to I am duel, except <laughs> there's a hundred of us and not just one uh, person, and there's no way you'll win. Um, <laughs> but sometimes, like, they get called out, and, like, an apology clearly isn't enough. Like, if it's a yeah. severe oh, allegation, sure. it's like, I don't care that you feel bad. You, yeah. you yeah. need to do more things to well, you. When it comes to um, a joke, that's where I, if I think it's, if it's a sincere apology, I think the reason that Josh had to resign was because of the timing. Mm, it was uh-huh. a horrible time to make that joke. And that's yeah. why he made the, I mean, the timing was, it's a chicken and egg thing. Like, yeah. it was a horrible time to make the joke. Also, that's why he made the joke. Right. So. Jester's sensibilities led him into Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there are always going to be those 30 or 40 people who refuse to accept the apology no matter what. I, But, it, yeah, it comes back to a question of, well, how do we deal with that? Do you, does that mean 
you have to step down in a situation like that, which, yeah, I think. Well, he did that voluntarily. I admire what he did. I admire yeah. him stepping mm-hmm. down. I think it was a really mature decision. It also showed that he's still dedicated to working politically, and that's why it's kind of like, oh, good for you. You're working at being a better yeah. you. It is also like a tricky situation to be in to be in on a steering committee of like a political organization and also trying to be funny online, you know. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's that, a hard yeah. thing. And that's, yeah. A, yeah, like I was thinking about that a lot, like where if he would have gotten in no trouble had he not been involved with DSA. Right. Because yeah. because he's involved in politics, like, you know, he kind of has to neuter his comedy a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that it, the whole phenomenon is kind of new of the uh, political comedian becoming the politically active actual figure. Right. Yes. That's like a huge thing. Like. Uh, we're trying to get involved in like grassroots political action. Like we have our show and we go to DSA meetings and stuff, but we're not like in charge of anything. And like, where is the limit of when people hold you accountable? Because on the, on a basic level, people do not want serious politicians to be funny. Kenise, do you, have you ever uh, been involved in like con- have you ever told an offensive joke and had to answer for it probably not no right? yeah yeah you've i mean i have jokes told an offensive joke you've never offended anybody i mean oh really, someone ever? did walk out of a show once because i had a, i had a joke about abortion and how like my f- liberal friends like as a like okay you made that decision blah 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 but like if i wanted to change my life by like I don't know, getting liposuction, they're like, you're a shallow piece of shit. Just like different. It's not mm-hmm. a great joke. We don't and someone got very upset about that. Though. Someone got very upset that I was talking about like, I'm gaining weight and I hope to God that, that I'm pregnant because huh. like my friends will be totally okay if I get a surgery to get rid of that versus just like, mm-hmm. yeah. And this was a thin liposuction person? I, that's, I'm trying to figure out if it was Who a fat was person, person or a skinny yeah. person. It was a, <laughs> so many it variables was, um, it was a It was a thin brunette woman. Literally, like, I didn't see, like, her birth certificate, but I know she's from Connecticut. Show like, I know. I know she's from Connecticut. She was wearing, like, pearls and a fucking cardigan, and she wrote, the, she not only walked out during my set, she wrote the organization that put the show on, and she was like, I didn't come to a comedy show. By the way, in the back room, it's at the Mendoza line in Boston. Oh, like, in the back room, Yeah. She's like, I didn't come to a show in the back room of a college bar to be treated with this filth. How dare you put this type of thing on? Like, and I was like, I didn't come to a college bar for cla- crassness. <laughs> a notoriously like, I love that show. So, uh, That's a yeah, great that show's show. Great. Mendoza Line, check it out Mendoza if you're in Boston. Yeah. Hot mic. Oh um, man, I can't believe that. That's. I can't believe it took you a second to think of that because I would think about that every day for the rest of my it's life. The only time anyone's ever like been so affected by my comedy that they felt the need to like write like a long email about how i should not be performing like yeah yeah wow they wrote an email yeah they wrote like That's a long work yeah Good really they had to find the email like it's not like it's posted on the thing yeah so I'm man i should, oh, sorry i'm oh, sorry uh, I'm now thinking of all the uh, offensive jokes I've had to cover up for because, again, I don't know when I'm saying <laughs> them. So it's kind of constantly. <laughs> you don't. You can be very. I never. I have a really hard time reading you because you can be really contrarian. Mm-hmm. But your voice and your like 
invitation. Like they never change. It makes <laughs> cops mad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get along with authority figures. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm thinking of all of the offensive things I've said. I'm like, you know what? I won't share those here. <laughs> I don't look good in any of these yeah, stories. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I was just doing that same thing where I was like, well, I've had a lot of people get mad at me. Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I don't want to bring it up. Well, that, yeah, it's interesting because, like, uh, I feel you're this way to some extent. Uh, is I, I don't really – I have strong political beliefs, but I don't really go into politics on stage that much. And a big part of that is because people will hear – because, you know – a lot of times uh, people aren't going to l- totally tune into everything you're saying and they, they hear one or two things and they just like they, it comes out as in a certain way you in their brain. You have the perfect voice for like a political joke, though. You sound like Dan Rather doing comedy. <laughs> 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 yeah, but so it would be funnier if Dan Rather was like talking about something not, you know, Did salad you or something. hear about this My Lie Massacre? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather Dan Rather didn't. Oh! Oh! <laughs> But it's something that I, I like keep coming that. back to. So sorry. <laughs> I remember at it was at an open mic once. I don't even remember who this was, but this guy had a joke about roofies and how they they are misused and they could be used on creepy guys. Mm-hmm. So you could roofie potential rapists. But and there's you bring up the topic. Yeah, just the yeah. word roofie yeah. set somebody off and they just like, uh-uh, not having any of this. That's more of like a lessening comedy than anything. I guess if you could take one um, end point out of this discussion it is that in terms of specifically jokes and calling people out for jokes you should be able to take an apology about it because it is not uh, an action in the same way that um, doing something politically is or uh, well but there could also if if it's a heartfelt like if it's just a yeah, shitty apology. Yeah, if you give a apology, shitty apology, yeah. but just don't give shitty apologies. What are you doing? Yeah, why, why are you not heartfelt That's all not the how time. apologies work. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, a, I'm like a very forgiving person. Like I, I really think that you can apologize for most things if you are sincere and willing to couple that with steps to rectify like what you have done. Especially if it's something you said. You Especially know, the, when yeah, it's something like, you said. The thing about Josh is like he's provided a lot of material good for people. Like he's, he's raised a lot of money. He's an actual activist. He's like clashed with ICE agents. Like he's done he's like been out doing shit. So because there was like a minor verbal transgression and people just I mean, yeah, right, it was right for him to step down and that's admirable, but like the way people were treating him after all that was like very upsetting. You were saying that one of the comments on the apology thread was just some Someone called him a trash goblin. (laughs) What? I did did see that somebody called him a trash goblin. I was like, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) This is constructive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he totally deserved that. But um Yeah, I don't know. I uh like nowadays, like when I was still doing shows in the Midwest and like because like the last two years I was there, like I would do jokes about like gun control, like race, and that would like make people uncomfortable. I had like one guy boo me over a gun control joke mm-hmm. that was like very much a joke and like walked out during my set. That's like the most extreme response I've ever received. But like when my first year, sometimes it's like a cost benefit thing. It's like, is it worth telling this joke in the event that it makes someone uncomfortable? Or like I had a joke my first it has year. To be comedy. really good. It has to be if good. it's worth the trouble at all. Yeah. yeah. So I had a joke my first year comedy where I told a story about a guy calling me a sand n word because that is a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I had no problem telling it for a while because I'm like, well, this really happened. Why would I hold back? 
Uh, but then it, it became a thing where like people would walk into like the room in the middle of the joke sometimes, and like it would just sound like I was in the middle of some racist rant about <laughs> myself or whatever. And then also it did make people uncomfortable, and it just came to a point where I'm like, it's not worth telling this joke. Like one, it's not that funny, and two, it's just like it's it's just making t- too many people uncomfortable for no reason. Uh, so I just I dropped it. But yeah. Right. Well, I mean, like, have you guys ever? done anything like that where you just a joke didn't seem worth it yep uh, <laughs> i i actually like i have jokes i have a joke that i still do that will sometimes get a boo on my setup and then usually gets a big laugh or occasionally an applause break on the punch Ooh. so i keep doing it but it uh, it is a difficult joke because i know it's stressful to do mm. because i know that there's a chance that somebody will be upset but i just think the best jokes are jokes that really upset people and then turn it around at the end like i i just think those are the funniest things to me and it's not what a lot of my comedy is that's what the structure is designed for it's what it that's is what a yeah. misdirection is yeah is if you feel like kind of whiplashed at the end of it that's what you want yeah yeah you're in a car crash of laughing now <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and i love it it feels it feels good it feels like powerful like when you have made people very uncomfortable and then you're able to like release that tension, like it's great. I sound like I'm talking about a really bad sexual experience, <laughs> but I'm or actually just talking about my opener. Sexual yeah. experience. If somebody walked in halfway through that comment, they would hear, think it was sex. It's like, and you're able to release the tension. It just feels great, man. <laughs> what is this podcast? Yeah. Uh, the best example of that in action I have seen is I had Drew Michael on my show. Drew Michael is the king of that coffee shop. <laughs> Uh, where they were breaking ice during his set. Oh, God. And he is used to quiet, uh, attention-filled clubs. And after, uh, he so he does, like, all controversial. Like, he'll start out with just, like, I don't like that my therapist's a Jew or something. And then he's like, bring you around or not. Uh, um, and after he did, like, three jokes that didn't go over so well, he was like, this venue is missing the tension I need. <laughs> and just kind of sat in that for a minute. And uh, he was right, man. Uh, you need that. You need uh, people to be paying attention, and you need to like do the reversal on it if you're going to be a smarmy fella. Um, so we should wrap up here soon. Um, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Um, you are both uh, invited back whenever the sun shall deem. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not coming I think, back. I think that means you're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Get out of my house. No, okay. I'm taking uh, your cat. <laughs> cl- closing arguments. Alex, what do you think? Jokes uh, are good. Jokes are good and uh, not feeling is fine. <laughs> Anders? <laughs> uh, well, I, 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 yeah, I think um, there are no absolutes, right? So I, I used to be of the camp. It's like any joke you say, don't, you know, never... Object. You should never object to someone telling a joke. And there are times where, yeah, there's, uh, it, you know, depends on the time and place. There's time and place for everything. Um, and but on the other hand, like you know, sometimes you gotta give people a little room to explain themselves and feel out a joke, win you back. Okay, I love that we're doing closing comics. Wrong. Uh, yeah. Fucking just be mindful of shit, right, guys? Kanis. Consider your audience. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Yeah. Read a room, and when you fuck up, be willing to apologize. 
yeah the, yeah the, about the read the room thing like there it was a huge thing coming up where like people were like we had, there were like some alt shows in minneapolis and we would have guys that on that would do maybe some more edgy material and they would come to the show and they would do like a rape joke and upset everybody and stuff and they'd sure. be like well these kids can't handle it. i'm like yeah but you know what you're getting into man yeah so it's like it would be like me going to a show that's build the nasty show and just doing a bunch of cute puns like not only are you upsetting people, you're like also just not being a good comic by doing I, that. I you're being a shitty a, comic. I think Great that's such image. an interesting way. Of <laughs> <laughs> Please, like thank nasty. you, Kanice. Yeah, like that's the example <laughs> you chose for that. Okay. I love. So. I love just this picture of these bikers just being <laughs> absolutely just clutching their chains <laughs> because of all the puns. This is why I come to the nasty show. <laughs> I didn't come to the, the hall. What? I didn't come to the bathroom of a college to see <laughs> cute puns. Yeah, that's the thing that's normally yeah. offending people, the puns. <laughs> okay, no, yeah. Okay. It's a great not, image. Not, not offending people, but just like it, it's just a Being dumb Being aware thing. of the it's expectation. It's just a dumb thing yeah. to do, like yeah. read, read the room kind of thing. Yeah. Sure. Read the room, people. All right, so that's going to be the show. Again, thanks for coming on. Do you got anything to plug? Sam. Uh, you follow me on Twitter at Samly Matters, uh, or just type in Samantha Ruddy and it'll come up. She's got great jokes. Kanice. I want to also plug Sam's Twitter. It's way, <laughs> it's way better than mine. It's like she's got some viral shit, guys. You guys should check out Sam's Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Kanice is better. <laughs> Anders, you got anything? Uh, I got uh, my Twitter at Noob for Life. N e w b number four l y f e. Anders is a gamers' <laughs> rights activist. <first laughs> no, I'm a noob. Um, I if this comes out by tomorrow, I'll be in uh, Crown Heights for a show on Friday. You can find that on my social media. And then we got a show, another paid protest, uh, November 18th, Star Bar in Bushwick at seven o'clock p.m. Yeah, we're gonna get the best of the best. We already got Sean Patton on it, right? Yes. All right, cool. Yeah. And then we're still figuring out the lineup. Rog, have you got anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, I got a show tomorrow at Sidewalk Bar, not Sidewalk Cafe. I went there last month and <laughs> missed the show. Oh, baby. So do not go to Sidewalk Cafe. It's at uh, 8 p.m. It will be great. And, yeah, come to paid protests. Sean Patton. Ryan Donahue who's going to be there too. November 18th. Great. Yeah. I would just like to add that I went to see Raghav on that show and it was funny. He went to the Bronx. Um, <laughs> you went, you to, went the to the Bronx? Bronx? I didn't go to the Bronx. <laughs> you went to Harlem? You were very far away. I, I just went to like Midtown. Yeah, you were probably right there. You're so <laughs> close. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. When is this going to come out? Yeah. Tomorrow, probably. Oh, tomorrow. Okay. Then I am. I'm going to be in Philadelphia co headlining a show with Dina Hashem uh, this Saturday night, uh, the 21st at 10 p.m. If, nice. if you're not good, 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 good comedy theater. If you're not there, uh, Sam's show that I'm on, <laughs> yeah, my show Creek here. Bros, <laughs> uh, go to the Creek yes. at 8. I will also be what there telling jokes it's on saturday this saturday cool. 8 p.m creek in the cave it's gonna be lit you you won't be there I won't, it's gonna be lit because i will not be there and canice will <laughs> all right just follow me on twitter at patak jokes and then i have like a big exciting thing coming soon but you'll see that later uh thanks for listening you special little critter <laughs> <laughs>